Welcome to episode 18 of the Restoring Human podcast, where we believe humans were designed to flourish. Unfortunately, many modern conveniences prevent us from thriving, but through intentional lifestyle decisions, we can return to an optimal state of health. I'm Jarek Bakken. I'm Dr. Alex Aguello. And today we're talking about sleep. Yes, we are. Back-to-back weeks here. We're getting back on top of it. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I was I was thinking you were, like, referring to the topics we were doing, and, like, we didn't talk about sleep last week. But, yeah, yeah. back-to-back weeks. But sleep is definitely a huge contributing factor to stress management. Yeah, when, absolutely. When you don't have sleep, I'll tell you what, things are... High strung to say the least. Can I just say real quick that I'm pretty sure I'm standing in poison ivy or no something? No way. No, I'm just kidding, but just the things that we go through to, to make sure we get to our listeners here. Have the best shot. I know, right. <laughs> children We're run- standing out of the freezing cold. Children running around screaming at both of our houses. Yep. So, yeah, we are currently... What do you call this? Across the street from Across the street. You can call this a street. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is actually a road. So, like, we, we actually have a legitimate address down here, but, like, you you punch it into Google Maps, and it's, like, yeah, it's going to the right place, but I wouldn't, like, the, technically this is, like, 12th Street right here, or that is over there, but, yeah, this is just a bizarre location if you've never been here before. Yeah, but we're always trying to do these shows on uh, places that have something to do with what we're going to be talking about, right? So we're at our gym. We're either at my office. We're at one of our houses where we do healthy things as well. Right. One of my patients, (coughs) we play these videos in our, the YouTube videos in in my office, and uh, he kind of recognized all the different venues, I guess, that we've been at. And he's like, I'm just waiting for you guys to be doing this out in the middle of a freeway. Uh, I don't know that we're ever going to be doing that. Tell you what, possibly in the middle of a, you know, field or something, but maybe not the interstate. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But sleep, yeah, extremely important. Um, was definitely on our list that we did a few shows back, talking about how to become a human again. We have to get back into sleep. What's interesting about sleep is... Um, I'm going to go through some statistics in a little bit here about how bad sleep is for people in America, but it's, so you, we know we should exercise, we know we should eat healthy, we know stress management like we went through last week, and toxicity is another thing we want to be avoiding. So those things all have effects, right? If we don't um, eat well, we know there's going to be effects. If we don't exercise, we have toxicity if, we, if we're stressed out all the time. So if we don't sleep, we're also going to have effects, so we have to then do something about those. But sleep is is one of the only things I can think of that people actually take something to actually be able to do it, right? We don't have to take anything to be able to exercise. We don't have to take anything to, uh, to be able to eat healthy food. Mm-hmm. But if we can't actually sleep, people have to do something to even get there. Sure. Which is then potentially preventing some of the That's negative effects. Yeah. Um, but one of the statistics that I was going to go through, I think it's about $60 billion 
every single year spent on what? sleep medications. Really? That's a ton. Um, and it's because wow. it's dramatically went um, 56 million in 2008, $5 billion in 2010. So not 50 billion, but 5 billion oh, still. on sleep medications. So people taking something to actually just get into a, a sleep. But that's because most experts are saying it's the number one related health problem in America right now. More than a third of Americans have trouble sleeping every night. 50% of adults say that they have trouble sleeping at least a few times a week. And 43% of respondents report that daytime sleepiness interferes with their normal daytime activities. Mm, there's another nuance. And it's continued to go up. Like uh, from just 2000 to 2004, um, sleeping pills doubled. So more and more people are, are needing to take them. And then kids aged n from age 1 to 19, prescription sleep remedies jumped 85% from 2000 to 2004. So it's getting ridiculous of the sleep problems that are out there. What Do you have any idea why that would be the case? Why people can't sleep? Yeah. Uh, well, I've got one big, like, five-and-a-half-inch <laughs> idea right there that's filming this right now. Um. <laughs> well, I think <coughs> most of it is just because of the culture that we live in now. Well, right. But I mean, besides the actual, like biology happening with the lights like yeah that's that's got my attention all the time right so like when you wake first thing you do when you wake up look at the phone and before you go to bed you're looking at the phone you're saying um i think i do a fairly good job yeah not necessarily you oh no. that that is the habit absolutely yes yes yeah i think it's the we're so anti-rest Right. In the United States, it's always go, 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 be be more and more productive. Right. And, uh, you know, the saying of you can you can sleep when you're dead, that type of I mindset. I tell you what, uh, prior to, I don't even know, my uh, health enlightenment, you could say, uh, that was like my life motto. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I, so probably in... Uh, I adopted that pretty early uh, through high school. Like, school was this thing that just took up time in my day and kept me from doing the things I really cared about. Uh, so, outside of school, it was like I, you know, my time was already restricted that I wasn't able to spend on the stuff that I actually wanted to be doing. And so, I was like, yeah, I was, I drank coffee all throughout high school and, like, slept very, very little. Yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah, there you go. I feel like that's when most people sleep the most because they don't care Throughout about high school. They just no. sleep. Like, <coughs> seriously, like school School was just a waste of my time is what, how I viewed it. And so I, I was in a band and I played lots of music. And so <coughs> obviously I can't do much about that during school. I mean, I can, if there's any like emails and stuff I had to do like in my you know, in the middle of class, I would do that kind of stuff. But yeah, then outside of school, I was doing all that kind of stuff and sleeping very, very little and drinking lots of drinking lots of coffee. Yeah, so that kind of works against the whole sleep thing of you know just the mindset of 
<laughs> like you just described it. I already have things I know I have to do that are required of me, but then there's these things that I want to do, and there's <laughs> only so much time in the day. Yep. So sleep is just a waste of time, just like thought school was for you. So mm-hmm. try to do it as least as possible, and then when your body kind of says, okay, it's time to sleep, then we do things like caffeine and right. um, medications or whatever to, to stay up so that we can then go and be more productive. Yeah. What's interesting about that is when you look at all the things that sleep, lack of sleep actually affects, and if you get more sleep, the impact that can have on your body is you would have more productivity if you were sleeping well than if you weren't. Um, So it's just kind of the the backwards thinking that we have in the United States. How about this? We'll get through our conversation, and then we'll have a little moment of truth and talk about our own sleep rhythms. Okay. So um, what is it about... So we kind of established that people aren't getting enough sleep. And I think I think people know that. I think that's, again, one of those things that people's experiences tell them that. They might not be able to tie that to, you know, <laughs> kind of being the source of some of the health problems that they're having. But I think people know that they don't sleep well. Yeah. Um, so you kind of touched on it there. Like, we're, if we had better sleep, we would you know, be more alert, have, you know, more active minds, be more productive, this kind of stuff. But what really, what really is, is there one main problem? Is there a lot of different problems? Like what is the problem? With lack of sleep? Yeah. You know, there's a ton of different problems. Um, They probably maybe result from um, one main problem, but there is, so the main study, so let's just start with the study that was done on rats. When they deprive rats of sleep for two weeks, they die. So, so like zero sleep? Zero sleep for two weeks, they die. Well, they zero sleep, they die in two weeks, basically. Some of them might last to three weeks, <laughs> but they die. So yeah, I guess from a foundational level, like we know, if we didn't drink water, eventually we'd die. Of course, if we don't have air, we would die. But that's just kind of speaks to the necessity of sleep. Um, What's funny is I think people think about things like air and like, you know, you like you hold your breath. You got (laughs) that's probably the shortest duration one. Water. People think like these are necessities to life. I don't think sleep has that stigma. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think people think like if I literally did not have this, I'd be toast. Right. Yeah, I mean, but, again, that's what studies show. They don't do those studies on people, but they did it it on rats, and that's what it showed. So we know, even if we didn't understand all of the different negative effects that it would have, just that study there should tell us, okay, well, if I deprive myself completely of sleep, I die. So that means maybe if I deprive myself of a little bit of sleep, things aren't going to go well for me. Sure. Is Would you die quicker from lack like zero sleep or zero water i think you can go seven well again i don't know that they've necessarily done that specific study or at least i haven't seen it but i think it's around seven to ten days without water that you would die um so so uh, around the same around the same yeah as important as water arguably yeah that's crazy and uh and and i don't necessarily know that they scientifically 
they've figured out exactly why we need sleep. I mean, they can they can see all the things that happen or don't happen if we sleep or we don't sleep, but they don't necessarily know kind of the physiology behind like why why is it required for us to sleep. Um, but we just know that every They've even done studies on plants that show that they have some sort of like a sleep cycle. So any sort of like living thing has some sort of portion of their day where they're in a restful state, hmm. which is there's active Weird. times with plants. And there's so like all these plants Maybe that these we're standing right here. Maybe we just woke them up. You just killed so them in their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the, the big things that happen, um, the immune system is, is a, a primary one. They know that if you um, even go down from like seven hours to six hours, your immune system suppresses. People mm -hmm. that try to sleep less than five hours, their immune system significantly suppresses. So what that would mean is, and people probably just have done their own research on this, when they've had times where they haven't been s sleeping, they start to get more colds and flus. They're, they're more susceptible sure. to, to infections. Um, and there's a number of different reasons why that's the case. Um, a lot of it going back to what we talked about last week. When you're not sleeping, your body's under a state of stress. Yep. So just naturally, because your body thinks you're about to run away or fight, it suppresses your immune system because it needs that energy to do that. So um, immune system being suppressed, but there's also hormones that get produced to get us into a sleep or also when that happens, they then kind of turn on, they trigger an immune response so the b body's then ready to uh, fight something while we're sleeping. So if you're not getting into that, then th that doesn't happen. The hormone doesn't get produced, so therefore your immune system doesn't activate. Um, so that's a big one. There's also obesity. They think that the primary reason why there's so much over people overweight and obese, yes, we know that has a lot to do with food and not exercising, but it's also sleep issues. Um, because primary reason why somebody puts on fat and can't lose weight is because their hormones are all thrown off, um, specifically insulin. And when you don't sleep, your insulin sensitivity yeah. or your metabolic flexibility, they're <coughs> calling it now, s dramatically decreases. Right. Um, because again, we have this kind of cycle of hormones that happens every single day if we're living the way that we should be living and anything that we do that's against that way of living throws that cycle off and sleep's probably the biggest one that throws that cycle off. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, obesity, being overweight, insulin resistance doesn't just lead to obesity and overweight. Insulin resistance is kind of the foundation, um, a level of why somebody would become sick when that happens. Then things like diabetes, of course, right. we know is related to insulin resistance. There's cancers that happen, heart disease, most people, unfortunately, have type 2 diabetes lead to, they end up dying from heart disease. So the insulin resistant thing is, is huge. Um, cognitive function, um, when, you, when you're not sleeping as much as you should be, your cognitive abilities decrease um, to the point just, you know, daily, just not being able to think clearly, brain fog, mm -hmm. memory lapses, but also long term, you know, your rates of <coughs> they've done a study on even um, like third shift workers. Yeah. People that maybe are sleeping but just not sleeping at the time that they were created to sleep. Um, chances of Alzheimer's, dementia type problems. Um, so, you know, and cognitive abilities declining later on in life when we deprive ourselves from sleep. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a, a ton of different stuff there. 
just in, they've I guess the last thing we'll talk about is just along with insulin resistance um, inflammation is another thing that's related to all the chronic diseases and when you deprive yourself of sleep I think it is the study was done if they just had people sleep five hours a night um, they have this low level of inflammation all the time hmm. so their body's just in a state of being inflamed which right. is then going to lead to other issues because of course we have other things coming at us throughout our day that inflame us right so and it goes back to our conversation from last week yeah yep just be always being in that stress response and right. in an inflamed state because your immune system's activated in that way so yeah if you want to have a low immune system if you want to <laughs> be overweight and obese and eventually get alzheimer's and potentially other di- chronic diseases then deprive yourself of sleep um yeah and i mean that's obviously facetious but like it's it's kind of our our core philosophy the route to sickness is you know one of two things not getting the things you need and getting things you don't need and so not getting the sleep that your body needs is also setting you up to be you know taking on more things that you don't need. So this is yeah. like hitting both of those categories like full force. Yeah. So some of those things would be if you're staying up, especially at night, if you're staying up at night, then you're most likely going to be eating things that you shouldn't be eating. Mm-hmm. Even if it's healthy food, you're still adding more calories to your diet that mm-hmm. most likely doesn't need to happen. Um, you're looking at screens, you know, receiving the, um, the lighting from that. Which is the most important thing. So kind of this cycle that we talked about of hormones, that's all based really off of sunlight. Um, because, again, thousands and thousands of years ago where they couldn't just turn a light on, mm-hmm. um, we were awake when it was light time, and then our bodies went to sleep when it was dark. Um, that's kind of the natural rhythm of the body, and we haven't left that rhythm. Like, that hasn't changed necessarily because now we can, you know, keep lights on all day long. Yeah. Um, so anytime we're exposed to that light, our body's kind of under somewhat of a stress because it's like, wait, this is supposed to be dark at this time and now it's light. So should I produce this hormone? Should I not produce this hormone? It's kind of confused. Um, so then you get off, you get that rhythm thrown off. It's called a circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. And then your hormones that should put you into a sleep are produced at the wrong time. Hormones that are, should wake you up are not produced. So now you got somebody who can stay up really late at night, probably like yourself when you were in high school, <laughs> doing all the stuff. And then when you're supposed to wake up, the hormone's not being produced, so you can't get up. So then you, you struggle to get out of bed, or you do fight you know, just by willpower to get out of bed. But in order to stay up, that's when we dive into the coffees and, you know, monster drinks. Oh, yeah. Co- coffee's the best. Like, <laughs> I was going to get the best option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But not necessarily, sorry. Well. Not necessarily for that specific reason. Right, right, But that's why people are using it. Right. You know. So there's definitely a whole host of practical stuff that I definitely want to get to. But you mentioned kind of stuff decreases around six and seven hours. Big decrease in the immune system at five hours like what are people aiming for well everybody's going to be different but kind of most people fall within the seven to eight hours that they need some Mm -hmm. people again if you're not healthy 
I would be shooting for eight to nine. Mm -hmm. um, kids, of course, need a lot more. If you've had babies, you know that. Um, but just even kids that are, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, um, even my 13-year-old requires 10, 11 hours of sleep. Tim's 13. Tim's um, 13, yeah. Jeez. Um, so, yeah. And that kind of goes. So when you're a baby, of course, you require the most. Then you, as you grow up and become a, a child, you still require a lot of sleep. But then as you become an adult, then it's in that seven, eight hours. And that never changes. It's not like when you get 70 that you're, you're good with four. <laughs> you still need um, that seven. And, and from a, again, just a physiology standpoint, the reason that's the case is because there's so much rebuilding and repairing, healing that happens when you're in this um, sleep state. Your body comes back to, I guess, the, the with what they call rest and digest um, physiology. So your body can now work through all the stuff that's happened through it throughout the day. And if there's any repairing that needs to happen, healing that needs to happen, that's really when it happens um, when we sleep. Um, and then we should wake up and then <laughs> damage our body again. And then we get into the sleep and we can sure. rest and, and heal again. Um, so just as your your body and some people believe like if you're really healthy then you require less sleep mm -hmm. i i mean i kind of understand that concept but i haven't necessarily seen anything any good research on you know showing that um so i, I can't say that that's necessarily the case so i would still be shooting for seven eight hours yeah if possible and then they also know that so there's different phases of sleep um You've heard, of, I'm sure, the REM sleep or the or the non-REM sleep, where the REM sleep is where you kind of get into dreaming. Uh, you know, if, if so if you're not dreaming, then most likely you're not getting into the REM sleep. But then the non-REM sleep, the deeper stages of that is really when all that healing happens. And you kind of go in and out of that. You go into the non-REM sleep, then into the REM sleep, and then back to the non-REM sleep, and this kind of goes like that. But the most important time to get into that deep sleep is they're thinking between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Like once you get beyond that, then you can still get into some deep sleep, but it's just not going to be as effective as when you get, um, you know, around 10 p.m. when you yeah. get to your bed. So that's why it's a problem for people that, you know, they say they're night owls and they stay up till 2 in the morning. So like even if they're going to bed at 2 and they're sleeping until 10, so they're getting their 8 hours, they're still not getting into those different phases of sleep where all the healing and stuff can can actually happen. So yeah, so I've I guess I'm I think I've heard one conversation about this, but your body kind of like within the, those seven eight hours, there's like almost different repair things happening kind of up front and then on that back half. And do you know? I mean, maybe you can speak more of it, but it's like the difference between kind of mental repair stuff and more like physical body stuff that's going on like what's happening there yeah i don't know i i haven't read too much about that um i would think that just because understanding the intelligence in the body um whatever is the biggest deal at that particular time is is when you actually get into that deep sleep that sure they would address sure. those things first and kind of leave it okay if you are going to get me these the amount of sleep I need, then I can get through all of it. But if you're only going to get me this amount of sleep, then I'll work through the most important stuff. Sure. Um, well, yeah, I mean, again, I think experience tells us this. It's like you're feeling like sick to your stomach or something. You go fall asleep, take a nap. Even if you're only asleep for maybe three hours, you, a lot of times you wake up and you're like, oh, like I feel yeah. like a million times better. Yep. Yeah, and because... 
they know that so there's a number of different systems in the body right there's cardiovascular system respiratory system digestive system immune system all these different things they know that most of them kind of down regulate when we're in a sleep mm -hmm. um, but the systems like the immune system nervous system that are required or even the endocrine system hormones that are required for healing those things kind of rev up yeah so if we give our bodies the rest they need, then the, again, just our body can work the way it needs to to actually repair and, and heal. Um, but if we're not, then it's those all of those other systems are always going to be on. Mm -hmm. So the body just never has the energy to be able to to actually heal those things. Yeah. So there's that uh, somewhat of a buzzword down regulation. Let's kind of use that to turn the corner a little bit into like what should we be doing because. I think that right there, we're talking about just always being 100%. We know how to go from 0 to 60 and caffeinate and get where we need to be. But coming down is something that we've kind of proven that we're terrible at. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so just kind of what would be my plan for if somebody's going to try to sleep better, you're thinking? Yeah, and even like what a daily rhythm should look like because I think a healthy daily rhythm is going to lead to decent sleep. Yeah. So I would say the first thing that you need to know is kind of what we've already talked about, right? Is understanding how important sleep is. Mm -hmm. So you have to prioritize it. What I mean by that is <clears throat> so like even we're at the gym here, people like to wake up in the morning and that's because that's the only time that they can actually get their workout in. Mm -hmm. Um, or they have to go at after work and go at, you know, 6.30 or whatever. From a health standpoint, like especially if this person is trying to get healthy, whether it's weight loss or if they have some sort of more serious health issue that they're trying to get through, I'm telling them to prioritize their sleep. So if they did not get good sleep, then don't wake up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym. Sure. Um, again, not that we're trying to say that exercise you shouldn't be exercising. Of course, that has to happen, but... You have to prioritize the more more important things, and if that person's in a unhealthy state, then sleep's going to be more important. So at least having that mindset shift of you know I can't just go and focus on my nutrition and focus on exercise and then not pay attention to sleep because that's not going to get you anywhere good, especially long term. And you can short term probably get around it by drinking caffeine, caffeinated beverages, and that type of stuff, but eventually that's going to catch up to you. Yeah. <coughs> but then understanding that circadian rhythm, we're supposed to be sleeping when it's dark. We're supposed to be awake when um, it's light out. So that's going to bed early um, and then waking up, waking up early, I guess you would say. So going to bed before 10 o'clock, possible waking up um, after you get seven, eight hours of sleep. Um, and again, for the night owl, that's going to be tough. There are people that would say that they're, they're night owl, the only way to do it is right. to do it. That's like that's kind of funny because when if, if you understand humans and the human body, like the night owl is something we've created. Like yep. that doesn't exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry folks. Right. Um but if those people were to again even if they can't get to sleep, if they were to try to get to sleep and then they they would wake up early so mm -hmm. even if they didn't get to sleep, they still wake up at the same time, mm -hmm. and now they're waking up two hours before they normally do. What do you think is going to happen two hours before oh, right. they go to sleep? Right. And that's if they're avoiding all the stuff that they do to, to try to 
stay awake. So that sure. would be the next thing I would say. Right. So prioritize your sleep, understand the importance of it, and then actually know that you have to get seven, eight hours of sleep. And the best time to do that is, you know, getting to bed before 10 o'clock and then waking up earlier. And just over time, your body will be retrained <coughs> to get back into that normal rhythm. But then the third thing would be avoiding things that also throw off that rhythm. Um, so we just mentioned caffeinated beverages, right? So what you're doing there is you're um, stimulating hormones that keep you awake and suppress hormones that would not <coughs> keep you awake. So um, you're just, again, throwing off the hormonal system. And if you're doing that enough, especially late in the afternoon when your body should get down into this time of, of rest, you're going to be throwing everything off. And I think people know that yeah, most of the time. Um, but I also see people drinking coffee at 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, because yeah. um, they say it doesn't have an effect on them. Um, you probably have developed some sort of a tolerance, but it's still having an effect on you. That effect's already been there. <laughs> you just haven't noticed that it's been negative yet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, minimizing those things, having them um, even before noon, 2 o'clock, probably be the latest that you should be doing anything like that. But then the light stuff, um, specifically blue light, which comes from phone screens and computer screens, televisions, um, televisions even alarm clocks, um, just like the red or green lights on the alarm clocks to form a blue light that's going to your body gets kind of tricked there. And they, they know that it's even just a, a one like shine of a blue light lowers your melatonin levels. Mm-hmm. Um, which you have to produce melatonin if you're going to get to sleep. So you don't w- you want to produce as much as you can in order to get to that sleep. So if you're having trouble sleeping, it's most likely because you're not producing enough melatonin. Well, those blue lights kind of shock your body and depress that. Um, so avoiding those those type of things. And then the third thing, or I guess that would be the fourth thing. I don't remember what we were at on our list here. That you would actually, so we talked about the kind of the mindset that a typical American has is go, go, go throughout the day, um, that you would keep doing that, that you would work hard throughout the day yeah. so that your body now has a reason to sleep. Because um, <coughs> if you're not, then, again, that also throws off. So how we were created, we had to kind of work to live, right? We had to go hunt for our food. We had to um, farm for our food. We had to build our own houses. We had to do all these physical, act, physically active things. That's not necessarily happening anymore. Um, most of us are sitting. So we're, we get to a point where, yeah, we can stay up till 2 o'clock watching TV because we've been sitting and drinking caffeine all day long. So now our body doesn't even really need to sleep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's some big changes there that yeah. would need to happen. Yeah, that's like that kind of the good the good stress aspect that we were talking about last yeah. week. Like we need to exert ourselves and then come down off of that and like have that back and forth and not just be this like you know yeah yep so uh what i've been telling people lately is something i've read recently the importance of moving throughout the day Mm -hmm. that's important for you know exercise purposes too like every benefit that you get from going to the gym for an hour or whatever like they're they're finding that it, you, we are required to move throughout the day. Um, part One of the benefits of that is that, actually making yourself tired so that you come home at night and you're ready for sleep, you know, at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. at night. Um, 
So if you are a sitter, if you have to sit for your job, right, we're not going to say quit your job. Jeez, really cutting to people's identity. If you are a sitter. <laughs> hey. For every 15 minutes that you're sitting, try to move for about a minute to two minutes. Sure. So if you're going to sit for 15 minutes and then whatever, set an alarm to go up and get a drink of water or uh, go to the bathroom, whatever you have to do, even if it's just get up, stand up, do a couple squats, run in place a couple times, move for a little bit. Or if you don't think that can happen, then wait for 60 minutes, and then, again, you get up and move around for five minutes sure. or so. Mm -hmm. um, that at least is keeping your body in somewhat of an active state where now when you get home, you're going to be tired. Um, mm -hmm. Eating is another thing. Some people actually do need some food closer to when they're going to go to bed if they have any, like, blood sugar-type issues, lower blood sugar um, if lower blood sugar is normal for them, then making sure that they are actually eating before they go to sleep. But that lower blood sugar thing could just be because you've been in a bad pattern for mm -hmm. a long time. So mm -hmm. that might fix itself as you get into deeper sleep. But for most people, avoiding food, you know, at least a couple hours before you're actually going to gonna hit the sack. So yeah, I'm bad at that. I am too. <laughs> um, just because, again, two things that are wrong with that. The eating thing could stimulate other systems to upregulate. Right. And now oh, you've yeah. suppressed all the ones that should be upregulated. Um, but then also, if that doesn't happen, now you have food sitting in you all night long yeah. that should be digested and it's not. Right. And we talked about that when we were talking about fasting and stuff and just how, like, when we eat, like, yeah, that, that requires a lot of energy to digest that food. And so you do that right before you go and lay down. It's like, those are really contradictory things that your body's trying to do all at the same time. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, avoiding avoiding food. Um, yeah, I mean, the last thing I guess I would say is not necessarily a tip. It's just kind of a um, – it maybe just goes along with the first one we said with prioritizing. What are we going to do about this train? Uh, I don't know. We're just going to wait. It also just got super loud. I don't know. Maybe the just <laughs> – is your mic peeking oh, there? It was a small one. Glorious. They actually, they knew we were doing this, so they only sent the small one. Yeah, what a bunch of jerks. But just somehow being able to shift, maybe this go along, goes along with the prioritizing your sleep, but this has to be a mindset shift again, getting out of this kind of culture of go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, and then I need me time or whatever. Of I went, 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 went. Now I need time to actually do things I enjoy because I hate whatever I'm doing throughout mm -hmm. the day mm -hmm. um, of just being able to not only prioritize your sleep, I guess, but prioritize your health. Like health has to be a part, I guess, maybe of your me time. So it's not me time. Shouldn't be necessarily watching four hours of shows and, you know, at the same time looking at your phone, you know, it should be something of, I, I went, I worked hard. Yes. There's probably some times where you need to do something that's stress relieving. Hopefully those things can be moved into something that's healthier than, you know, looking at screens or yeah, whatever people are doing. Yeah, and this is um, this is really going deeper than I was anticipating because this is like <clears throat> even that whole idea about you know doing something that not only like if is kind of like valuable and you're able to like do it and work hard and not like be doing something that is you know just a job but actually you know seeing the value in your work like 
that's something we would absolutely agree with and like yeah it, all of this stuff i feel like we make these kinds of comments every week everything is so interconnected and like down to the idea that we are all kind of created to do certain things and we have certain giftings and talents and abilities and like you're going to do your best work within kind of this realm of what you can do yeah and when we get outside of that it's down to affecting things as deep as our sleep not that oh because i'm not you know teaching people how to squat like that i <laughs> have bad sleep it's like the how that plays itself out into just the way that we live our life like it's a big deal yeah yeah cuz uh you know the i think it just goes back to stress right so if if we're doing something that's stressful, whether it is our work or if we have lack of work and that's mm -hmm. stressful to us, then that just pours into other parts of our lives and mm -hmm. then becomes more stressful and then yeah. eventually it gets down to what we're talking about today is affecting sleep, yeah. which then keeps you in that vicious cycle of being under stress. Yeah. So it's uh, it has to be broken. That vicious cycle has to be broken. And there's so many things. It's <coughs> complex, right? There's so many things that go into it. Um, mm -hmm. And hopefully we're what we talked about today is going to be helpful for people to do that. And these practical steps can, can also be helpful, but I guess just trust that it is a process. It's not something that you're going to be able to say, I'm going to switch this now. Um, but just n understanding the importance of all of it is yeah. kind of where you have to start and continue. Right. I mean, I feel like we barely scratched the surface. I feel like there's, <coughs> you know, yeah, we could have hit on naps. We could have hit on mm -hmm. how sleep affects your performance in the gym there's a bunch sure. of different things we could have went on but i think this is good yeah what uh how much sleep did you get last night last night i i sleep is is not necessarily my strong <laughs> point with, with my health i i wake up every day at 5 30 because i'm typically coming here or i have a meeting at six o'clock on wednesday mornings so I even tried to still do that on Saturdays. You know, we mm -hmm. work out still at 6 o'clock on Saturdays, mm -hmm. which everybody thinks is crazy, but it's just a continuation right. of our rhythm of life. Right. Um, Sundays I sleep a little bit more. <coughs> um, it's the going to bed that that crushes me. So for sure from midnight to 530, I'm good. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it rarely gets to midnight, but 11 o'clock, 10 preferably I'd get to bed at 10 o'clock and I would mm -hmm. wake up at 530. Yeah. So seven, seven and, and a half, half hours. Um, but you know, most of the time it tends, it turns into 10 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so on that point, like I'm working with somebody right now who's trying to do some specific things with her health mm -hmm. and sleep was a, one of the things we identified that it's going to help her if she can sleep better. Mm -hmm. Um, but the reason she wasn't sleeping better is n not something bad. She, they have a lot of friends and their friends are ever at their house and they're hanging out and they're playing games or whatever. Yeah. So they're up till midnight a lot. Sure which I would never say, okay, stop doing that, right? Because we know just, again, from a health standpoint, just even the community aspect of that, celebrating, enjoying things is, is great for your for <coughs> your health. But I was like, but for the specific goal that you have, sleep is a priority over that, at least some of the time. So we have to try to minimize those things. So for me, if I'm up, it's because this is the time that I'm able to spend with my wife or there's something um, urgent that has to happen work or for ch the church 
So those are the times that I'm I'm not up, you know, whatever, watching Netflix or on my <laughs> phone. I shouldn't say I'm never on my phone. Of course, that's part of what I'm doing. But um, so sometimes it's really good things that keep you from sleeping. But right. You just have to understand them priorities. Right, and like do do our work when our work should be done, and like let today's work be done and handle things tomorrow. You know that yeah. type of attitude. Yeah, but I sleep well. I mean, I probably sleep too well sometimes because um, we have five kids so we've been through the baby sleeping phase plenty of times and um, my wife has been amazing at waking up when they need her to wake up and I've been amazing at continuing to sleep <laughs> that's been the case so thankful to have her yeah. and appreciate that she's been able to do that but there's been ra- very rarely that I've had to wake up with you know that my kids wake me up so yeah I'm uh, fortunate in that area yeah yeah, I gotta wake up a little earlier than you, but I'm I'm typically aiming to be. It's like we put the kids down around. Well, we try to start that process around like seven, seven thirty, and then some nights get them down and we can like head to bed and like there's nights where I'm asleep by eight ish. Oh really? Oh yeah, dude. Wow. But most nights it's like um. Your your ten o'clock is probably like my nine o'clock, and then occasionally that pushes to ten because I'm my alarm is four thirty on, yeah, four days out of the week. But yeah, seven eight is yeah. When, but uh, dude, th- so the past year, year and a half, gosh, I don't even know how long I've been coaching here. Uh, that has been a s- significant shift. Well, and before we moved, it was like four fifteen even. Yeah. Uh. I definitely noticed the difference between, like, I used to be a solid eight, if not nine, like, consistent. Yeah. When that turned into a seven consistent, like, totally felt the difference. Yeah. Right away. Yep. And, yeah. And when you're sleeping consistently well, like, even a half an hour change can right. be. Can be. So, when I was working out, with you in the garage, we would wake up. At, we would work out at six, so I would have to work whatever five forty-five, mm-hmm. and just roll down, <laughs> roll out of bed, and go to the gym. But then when I worked out at a different gym, I started to come at, go at five, so there was mm-hmm. an hour there, and it was miserable. Yeah, um, I could do it. I could get up and, and actually go, and I, w- it, I don't necessarily think it affected me too much at the gym. But then, you know, I'm tired at ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> after that so yeah let alone 10 p.m yeah exactly <laughs> um so that takes us to i mean we probably out of time here but the nap thing all right, all right you can't most people know that you can't not sleep throughout the week and then try to sleep 48 hours on the weekends and catch up right there's not really a thing that you can do on catching up on sleep mm-hmm. from a standpoint of you that doesn't get you back into the normal rhythm is what we're trying to create sure but it but it is required. Like you still need to do that because your body still needs sleep, even if it sucks, even if it's only two days a week. You still need to be sleeping. Um, so which is where naps come in. Like if I did that and I was tired at ten, um, mm-hmm. instead of me grabbing a, some sort of caffeinated beverage to get me through the day, if there's times where you could find a ten minute nap, fifteen minute nap, that's going to be way better for your body than doing something like a trying to keep me awake. Yeah, so that's an interesting debate about the whole catching up on sleep and stuff. It's like, ultimately, we can't 
we can't mess with this rhythm. The sun's going to rise and set every single day. But if you're in a really deprived place, a really unhealthy place, a like healthy dose of extra sleep mm -hmm. is going to help you. Yep. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, so do it. But uh, don't think that th that's something that you can continue <laughs> to do. Right. That's still right. going to be... We're, that's, we're, that falls into that emergency sure. healthcare, I yeah. guess. We're, we're aiming for a consistent, you know, something, a rhythm that is promoting health yep. consistently. Yep. And as you said, it's all interconnected. So if you are, if you do prioritize your sleep and you get into this good rhythm um, and you're sleeping well, you're going to get so much more out of your nutrition. You're going to get so much more mm -hmm. out of your exercise. You're going to be less stressed out, and you're going to be able to respond to stress better, and you're going to be able to detox better. And there's another train. Wow. So we should probably <laughs> close it up here. Jeepers. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. Sleep. Kind of just... Like I said, touch scratching the surface or well another one of those topics that I'm sure we're gonna dive into little nuances in every which way. Wow, it looks like it's stopping. Oh great. Uh probably bef before the uh, crossroads there. Okay. Alright. Cool. Alright. Peace out. Later. <laughs>